right, my friends, welcome back to another episode of the Great Heavy Music Podcast. Unfortunately, today we have a less than exciting episode. This is an in-memoriam episode honoring the late, great Alexi Leho, lead guitarist and frontman for Children of Bodom. So, Phil, thanks for joining me on this episode. I hope we can do some justice to a great metal legend. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, 2021, not a great start. That's a really, really sad loss. Um, very young guy. Um, he passed on the 4th of January. And, you know, I think he had some longstanding kind of issues and some of the health issues, maybe addiction. But either way, it's a tragic loss. He had a, a wife. Um, I, I think he recently got married, and I'm sure his bandmates are devastated. And, um, God, it just really sucks, man, because uh, apparently he was addicted to, al- you know, his alcoholic, and then he, you know, cut back, and I think he was trying to reform his life, and they had a great album that they came out with, and it seems like everything was back on track, and then uh, tragic loss, so I I think we're going to do the right thing here by honoring him and doing an episode uh, with um, our top three albums, and um, trying to introduce them, if we can, to more people, uh, and get them out there. You know, and hopefully people will be able to appreciate the kind of music that he you know, put out there. Definitely. I, I think probably the best way to start would be to talk about how you and I came across these guys. Children of Bodom have been around a long time, and they meant a lot to you and I both. In fact, you showed me Children of Bodom many, many years ago. I'd never heard of them, and you gave me the Follow the Reaper album, and it blew me yeah. away. And that was probably, what would you think that was, Phil? 2005, maybe? 2004? Yeah, I think 2005 was probably more, uh, probably close to about when it was. Um, yeah, that's a that's a fucking awesome album. Yes, I remember I remember you jocking it pretty hard and being excited about it. So that was awesome. Um, I I heard about them just on the internet. I go to these random. I used to go more often to these random metal message boards and just troll around, see what people are talking about. And I just you know I thought they had a cool name, so I was like, sure, I'll try them. And um, and I don't regret any of it. I, you can't not be uh, instantly drawn in by the keyboards, the, the fierce pace of the whole thing. The vocals are good. It's just, it's so relentlessly catchy. They And they, they've been doing it for a very long time. Or, you know, they had been. How, and, um, how did you come across them? How were you been exposed to them? Uh, yeah, just on those, just on message boards. Um, people talk about them. I, that's really it. I'd, I'd like to go around and see what people are, the big bands people are talking about, and I'll try to. I go and see if I like them too. It's just one of those deals. So I, I go to this um, message board called Game FAQs, Game Facts, and they have a, a metal board there, and people in there are pretty snobby, <laughs> in my opinion. So if they like something, it's it's got to be really great because <clears throat> they'll shit on anything that isn't like fucking perfect. And they were jocking Children of Bone pretty hard. And so I was like, okay, I'll try them. You know, I was finally starting to get into the harsh vocals. And so I tried about, and I don't know, man, you, you can't, you can't not be just instantly drawn in. Uh, one of the songs from that album has been a, a long-standing like workout song of mine, uh, Taste of My Scythe. And uh, man, it's just, the, it's just fucking awesome. So yeah, anyway, that's how I got exposed to them. As soon as you hear those keyboards and, uh, uh, Lexi's voice, man. I'm I think putting it's pretty much. I'm putting taste of my scythe on right now for you here. 
Yeah. Yeah, so back in the day of uh, dial-up internet, you were checking this out on the message boards, huh? I think it, yeah, I guess, yeah. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that fucking ridiculous? I probably even, I wouldn't be surprised if I downloaded it on like Kazaa or Napster or some shit. Or some song. Probably, uh, probably. Well, um, as soon as you showed it, showed these guys to me, I was like, yep, there's no way I could deny how awesome this is. I'd never heard anything really like it. If you like melodic death metal and you're not familiar with Children of Bodom, you've really been missing out on basically a kind of a genre buster here. These guys made their own way. They're from Finland. Alexi uh, Leho obviously had a brilliant mother to give him the first four letters, Alex, of his first name. And uh, he was actually yes. widely regarded as a tremendous success in both the guitar world and the frontman world. Uh, just some stuff in terms of awards here. In 2004, he was ranked number, number 96 out of 100 for greatest heavy metal guitarist of all time. That was back in, you know, 17 years ago. So pretty ridiculous. Uh, he was getting those accolades that long ago. Guitar World magazine said he was one of the 50 fastest guitarists in the world. And Roadrunner Records ranked him as 41 out of 50 of the greatest metal frontmen of all time. Uh, they did a public, Total Guitar did a public voting poll to determine the greatest metal guitarist of all time, and Leho was voted number one out of 20 metal guitarists with over 20% of the vote. So the guy is just really widely regarded as an incredible a powerhouse. So Such a sad situation, leaving his late wife behind. Um, Kelly, I think they got married in 2017. Yeah. So our regards got to her and his family and, and his extended family and his bandmates, as you said. It's just really, really brutal. And I had the pleasure of seeing them live one time on the 70,000 Tons of Metal tour. And I'm going to pull that up of what year that was. I, I want to say that was 2017. But they performed incredibly. It was after their album that has the song Morrigan on it, which is one of my all-time favorite songs of theirs. You, you do always jock that song. God, I do, buddy. That, that, the album is I Worship Chaos. And that song just, I can't, can't not listen to that song. And um, they killed it. They really, really killed it. Um, I'm going to pull up here what year that was. I saw them in the Alhambra Theater, I think it was. The one that's like the big auditorium, Phil. You know, where they have the seats and the two decks, the two yeah, two, sure. uh, yep. two floors. And I was down on the I floor. Hate that <laughs> yeah, I was down. I was down on the floor for the whole set, and they were killing it. And then I also saw him play in the all-star jam the all-star jams where they kind of mix it up and they mix and mash the different artists they might have a, be a bassist from one band and a guitarist from another band and a lead singer from another third band and they play covers and alexi played guitar and sang and he was fucking killer man so do you remember you remember what he sang i gotta pull it up here i don't remember specifically i want to say it was aces high because they covered Ooh. that on one of their albums um but i can't remember for sure i'm trying to pull up that manual if i have it here with me it's jamming with waters in international waters they did the metal star jam and he was yeah. awesome uh, they covered uh they covered it on hate breeder aces high yes yep and then they put out a whole an entire album that i'll jump into now that i was going to mention but if you haven't heard it they have an entire cover album called skeletons in the closet the u.s edition have you heard that one phil no i'm gonna i have the spotify here i'm gonna check it out i uh no, I wasn't even familiar with that at all. Yeah, I'll play uh, oh. I'll play Hell is for Children off that one. It's so good. Um, he, th there's Britney Spears, uh, 
Oops, I Did It Again, Talk To Me Dirty, Rebel Yell, Ace Is High. I mean, there's a bunch of great songs on here. And what this says to me more than anything, you know, his skill was already established at the time they did this, but it shows me that he was cool, lighthearted, you know, didn't take right. anything too seriously. He was willing to do something goofy like this on some of these songs. I'm, I'm sure exactly. he, I'm sure he was just an, a great guy to be around. It's really a sad loss, man. Absolutely. Um, I'm looking out here. They have looking out my back door. I guess that's a Creedence cover. I, I gotta, I'm not gonna play that in here and listen to it. But later, I'm definitely gonna check that out and see. I don't know. I, I don't know if they do it justice because it's such a different style. I'll put it on but right I'm, now. I'll put it on right now for yeah. you. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Let me fast forward a little here. Dude can shred a guitar. Yeah. Like the faster pace of that, then that kind of reminds me of like the King of the Hill. I don't know why I like that. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, that's that's wild, man. Yeah, so, uh, uh, yeah, like you were saying, though, he's clearly, you know, he can be tongue in cheek. He's clearly fun loving. It's you know, he takes it seriously enough to put out legit fucking albums, but he has a great sense of humor and tries different stuff just to be fun. Um, that that's fun. That's 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 an inter- interesting uh, sort of contrast between their like their regular albums because it's so intense and you know it's all about like Lake Bodum and the murders that happen there and shit and you're like god it's like a brutal fucking band but then they do all this fun shit and you're like oh all right they're pretty fun you know they're not they're like it can be lighthearted speaking of brutal and those murders just as a quick aside we didn't do our usual that's so metal segment because it you know I don't think it'd be appropriate for an in memoriam but the name of the band Children of Bodom, yeah. going back to the Bodom murders, I think in the 60s. I, I don't know if you knew this, but there were th- four kids. Yeah. Three of them got killed. One survived. Did you know that? Yeah. And uh-huh. But they arrested the survivor and charged him with the murders like in 2005. Did you know that? Uh, I did not know that. So, th- But then they subsequently released him and paid him. The state paid him because he was falsely accused and falsely incarcerated. So the guy lives 50 years after this thing happens, gets you shackled up, and they accuse him of killing his three best friends after living this horror. And then they say, oh, just sorry. I mean, you know, just kidding. Totally. What a crazy situation that is. Wow. What what evidence do they have, do they think they have, that made him arrest? You have to have something really definitive after that much time, not like, oh, I guess we got to arrest somebody for this after a couple decades. That's just... <laughs> right. That's just it's been 50 years now. Better be getting to getting. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucked up. I'm laughing, but that is fucking shitty. Yeah, but, um, super shitty. Wow, I didn't realize that part. But um, and it's funny. It's interesting. Every one of their songs about Bodum itself is a fucking jammer. Total a hammer jammer. <laughs> I mean, I was I'm going through their albums again, and I'm at everyone Bodum Beach Terror, Bodum After Midnight, or Silent Night, Bodum Night, whatever. And every one of them is fucking. It's like one of the best songs in the album. Yeah, like every time. And they got that inspiration yeah. there, bro. They got it. Well, right, let's exactly. let's do that. Let's dive right into it, man. Let's tell people you're listening. You you found these guys first, so we don't have to play rock paper scissors. Anything you want to do, I'm going to defer to you. Even though I know I'd beat you, I'm going to defer to you and let you uh, give us your top three since you showed me the ways of Bodum uh, so many years ago now, probably 15, 16 years ago now. Right, start cool. start, start with number. Start with number. 
No, I definitely would uh, beat you. I definitely would beat you. Start with number three, though. Go three, two, one. All right. Um, okay. I, I have to deliberate a lot, and my third might be controversial because I'm going to admit one that I know people are like, well, what the fuck? But um, my third favorite of theirs is Hexed, the most recent one. I, I love Hex. I kind of th- thought Fox. you were gonna. I kind of thought you were gonna say that, and I'm gonna play the song "Under Grass and Clover" because that one's got a catchy motherfucking riff. Love that song. Um, I, I even went ahead and made a top three of each album just to fucking just to give it out, throw it out there. I like. Okay, um, give it to Under me. Gra- Under Grass and Clover, Hex hates nightmare, or Hex hates nightmare, and then um, uh, Knuckle Duster are my favorite ones on Hex. Love it. And. Uh, this is kind of a return to form for them. Seems like, like uh, most people are like, "Oh, Bodum is back." I don't know how much they didn't like I, I watched Chaos, but I, I do think it's, it's got that a great mix of that groovy stuff they had earlier, and the obviously the synth, and just shredding ass songs constantly. I mean, everything pretty much hits on this album. It's a great album. But I, uh, I was torn between this and Hate Crew Death Roll, which truly has some of my favorite fucking songs from Children of Bodum on there. I'm going to give an honorable mention to that album, especially the title track and the track um, "Triple Corpse Hammer Blow." I'm wondering. Yeah, I'm wondering don't... if we're going to have almost identical. I bet you our top two is going to be the same because I, I, my yeah, my honorable my honorable mention also is "Hate Crew Death Roll." I like that one. It's got some bangers, but I just don't like it enough. My number three was "I Worship yeah. Chaos." Okay, right on. Okay, well, um, uh, that's interesting. I want you to tell me about that because I I didn't spend a lot of time with that album. So, um, but the part where it says "Don't Push Me" and uh, "Triple Corpse Hammer Blow." From Hey Crew Death Roll is so fucking cool, but I just couldn't put it on ultimately. Um, my second favorite Children of Bodom album of all time. Let me jump on here. Um, I know it off the top of my head, but I'm gonna name my top three. Is Hate Breeder. Such a great fucking album. What can you say about it that hasn't already been said? But, I'm, I'm playing Warheart. Uh, the first track from that album, playing Warheart right now. I know you have a boner for that song, and it's totally uh, understood. I like Warheart. Uh, my second favorite is this. It's funny because it's like the first three songs are my favorite songs. Yeah, I like Silent Night, Photo Night, and then I like Hate for You. Um, just, I think this little era of theirs, like the beginning, has a lot of um, power metal influence in it. It seems like to me, and um, it was super fucking heavy. Like at all, at all, especially the song. Silent Night, Bottom Night. That that groovy riff. That da, 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 right here, right here, right here. Fun. Yeah. Exactly. That's like something I I, I could hear from like Enciferum or Enciferum. Totally. Something like that. It has like, you know. Um. So I think that's really neat. It almost it shows like their roots. Um. And then I think I, I clicked my third favorite. I, I guess I just indirectly said it, but uh, the, the title track "Hate Breeder" great song. So that's my third favorite. Um, great album. Would not dispute one bit you saying that that's your favorite album. Completely understandable. Um, but for me, my absolute favorite, I just had to go with "Follow the Reaper." I think you probably knew I was going to go that way. Um, my favorite. Oh, how do you pick three from this fucking album? Uh, I think I went with Children of Decadence, Bodom After Midnight, and Taste of My Sight as my favorites. Although, huge honorable mention to Kissing the Shadows and Mask of Sanity. Dude, uh, you just can't go wrong. This is the intro to Children of Decadence. Wow. 
Can't hear that intro and not want to hear more. It just sucks you right in, man. Yeah, and that's just like there's nothing stale about any of it. There's nothing uh, plain. It's just very. I mean, even the just the riffage that aren't that isn't infused with like high pitched t- uh, melodies. It just draws you in. That the chugging they do, everything, every part of it. They're just absolute craftsmen at at their fucking craft. <laughs> They're mad <laughs> <'em>. at it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking eloquent as shit right here man yeah well see, seeing him live too it was really incredible because he's he was like five foot eight you know maybe 120 pounds and right. he was just going on fire on the guitar and he had like this v guitar that like rested on his knee so he could just slam as fast as possible on the strings and then and he would be busting out these real guttural just effortful vocals from this little fucking powerhouse man a guy's just like a little like one of those examples that it's uh, what's in your head is what gives you the power, not what's in your body, you know, because he was just like a force to be reckoned with in this tiny little package, man. It was great. Yeah. Hey, was there good moshing there when they were doing that shit? Oh, yeah, of course. Great, yeah. great crowd down on the floor while the boat was rocking, dude, and they're playing shit like this. It's like. It's so just, good. it's incredible how he would me- mesh these like ridiculous riff speeds with also being able to sing and, and not trip up. I mean, that to me is so incredibly impressive to be able to maintain a melody and harmonize as you're doing it in that speed. I mean, you know, it's one in a million skill set. Fuck yeah, man. Uh, yeah, it, it, just an incredibly impressive musician. So. Too, gone too soon, brother. And, and to go to your list here, actually, I'm not going to say that Hate Breeder is my number one. My number one is Follow the Reaper. Hate Breeder is also my number two. My honorable mention was Hate Crew Death Roll. And then my number three was I Worship Chaos. Because, believe it or not, well, you probably do believe it, uh, Morgan off of I Worship Chaos is my absolute all-time favorite Bodum song. Even better than all the Reaper. It's just... That entire CD is not as good as Follow the Reaper, but if I had to pick one song of Bodum to ever listen to again, it would be this one. I just can't get over the chorus. It just gets stuck in my head every single time I hear it. And it's about, uh, I think, like this Scottish princess, like like an idea. It's not really a thing, like a... Not like a mytho- mythological, that's the word I'm looking for. Like a mythological goddess. And uh, the lyrics are captivating as shit about, you know, love and scars and... I don't know. Just I, I don't know what about the song it is. It just gets me every time. Well, but, uh, well said. Um, I know it's funny because I was so I, I had hate for Death Roll in there. I was like, ah, yeah, I just have to go with it. But I don't know. It just um, it's it's a little top heavy, I guess. But uh, it's still a very solid album. People should check that out. Actually, I'm gonna check out more of I Worship Chaos because I didn't really give that a huge shot. And um, People seem to like it. I mean, it's a little more... It seems like people were, were, like, down on everything after Hate for Death Roll. Like, they're like, oh, that's, like, your 
uh, like the snobs, I guess, if you will. Uh, right. Kind of shitting on everything. But I, uh, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't. I think they have basically everything they put out there is worth listening to. So let's blast. Really let's blast. The way that guy can get his vocals that clear but that low, man, he was incredible. Yep. Yep. Uh, um, it's it was it's a fucking awesome to get back into them because I, I hadn't listened to them really in a long in a good while because I don't know just exploring other shit. But I'm really glad that this episode gave me a reason to go back and really check them out properly again. Yeah, man. I I, I kind of fell out of touch with them before I saw them on the boat and. 20 i think they were on early 2018 but it was called the 2017 cruise it was like january of 2018 i saw them and um i knew they had been released as one of the bands that was going to be on the boat so at that time i really got back into them and i had kind of fallen out of touch after hate crew death roll so i went through and i was looking at all their stuff and then of course they had just released this album that we're listening to right now worship chaos and that's what just got me into this Morgan song. And then they played it live, and it was fucking flawless. And the and the crowd was going ape shit. So another reason why I love this song. And uh, that's what got me back into them. But there was definitely a blackout period for me where I didn't listen to them much. In, and they were actually very prolific. You know, we didn't talk about it uh, entirely right. here. But they do have a pretty damn big catalog. I mean, they yeah, had... Yeah, check out their Spotify. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Something Wild was their first album in 97, which is pretty good. It's It's... You know, a little rough around the edges in terms of production for the first one. Then Hate Breeder in '99, which is fucking great. Follow the Reaper in 2000, fucking incredibly great. Hate Crew Death Roll, outstanding in '03. Then Trash, Lost, and Strung Out, the U.S. edition in 2004, which I got to play for you a song here. She is beautiful. He covered Andrew W.K., which I love this song. I think you do too. You know this one, Phil? <laughs> yeah, I know. she is beautiful. Did I say yeah. like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. The girl is beautiful. Great guitar there, dude. Y- yet another reason why this guy is just so cool. He doesn't take himself too seriously, you know? He's just like, well, that's a cool song. Let's play it. Yeah, like, um, here's a, like, there's an album that they have called Halo of Blood, right, from 2013. And there's a song on here called Sleeping in My Car. <laughs> 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 And it's the last song on the album. You got there, like this has got this is the closer. It's got closer all over it. That's right. <laughs> and I love it. So then in, in 05, they had "Are You Dead Yet," which I didn't get into much. 07, "Blood Drunk." 2010, "Reliant,less Reckless Forever." I actually listened to that one a little bit. I like it. It's slower, but it's good. Halo, yeah. Halo of Blood in 13, which is real good. I Worship Chaos in 15, which is great. And Hex in 19 were really good. So. Huge, huge catalog. Very prolific for those 20-something years. Putting out an album basically every other year, uh, for the most part. And I would say very influential. Anybody who's picked up a guitar in metal in the last 20, 25 years has probably been influenced by Alexi. For sure. Yeah, man. 
just a... That's just... That's, yeah, that's fucking Boise. God damn. Fuck that, man. Sorry. No, it's true. It sucks, man. It's just super bitter. And and to do a quick editorial correction, I, as I understand it, he did not die on January 4th. That's when it was released that he had passed away the, the week prior. Oh, so I think okay. he gotcha. he was yet another shitty part of 2020, you know, that he passed away in what it was oh, an I otherwise see. terrible yeah. year. Fuck that. Yeah, yeah. terrible. So, one last fucking tragedy. Seriously. So, you know, I, I'm glad you got to get with me on this one and we could pump out a little bit of an immemorium for the guy he meant a lot to me in terms of a metal fan from being you and i were probably you know 14 15 year old dickheads listening to this loving it and now we're 30 something year old dickheads loving it and hopefully there's some youngsters out there who had never even known of this band and never knew they existed and now even though he's gone and it's so terrible maybe his legacy will live on stronger and the band will be even stronger because of it so who knows, man? But our, our best regards to his bandmates, his family, his wife, and uh, you know the label and everything. That just it's real, really a shame. Because who knows? He could have been jamming for another forty years, man. Yeah, yeah, it, it absolutely is a shame. But I'm glad we got to yeah do this episode. And sort of honor him a little bit, maybe. You know. Yep, definitely. Well, Phil, is there anything else you want to say about the Bode Man before we get out of here? Um, fucking check out Follow the Reaper. If you're not sure where to start, you will not regret it. I'll say that. Yeah, I'll send, I'll send us out with Every Time I Die by Children of Bodom off Follow the Reaper. It's a classic song, great slides, and, you know, somewhat apropos for what happened. So, Phil, until next time, brother, this is the Great Heavy Music Podcast. <laughs>